welcome to the 120th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Blaze it! No, that's 420, not 120. I mean, you could anytime, really. That's true. We still have some episodes left for that. (laughs) Only got 300 more. No pressure. No, No pressure. Okay. We got this. <laughs> I hope we'll be in a new adventure path by episode 420. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're still in book, what, three? The end of three? And we're 120 episodes in? A dish of three. So if we double that and even add a little more, yeah, like we should be in a new adventure path by 420. Yeah, I can see that. But do we start numbering over again? Because I say Cracked Eye Podcast, not Age of Ashes Adventure Path. No, it would be a continuation. I don't know. I would think we want to do a whole new stream. Like, I think it would be weird for someone to try to pick up, like, if they wanted just to hear whatever, Ruby fisting or whatever the next adventure path we're going to do is. Ruby fisting? They have to Aww. go to episode 306 or whatever. Hey. I'm pretty sure that's an adventure path, right? We'll just call it the second campaign. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a different question for a different day. Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. See? Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Which is exactly what I said, and there's no way to tell that I wasn't true. So. Anyway. Last time we played this game, I don't want to. You guys, you guys <laughs> explored the seventh floor of Tanesan Towers. Knife Sword has taken an empty golem's body and decided he's going to make that a mech or a pet or something. Soraya got really excited because she found a bunch of alchemical things that Brianna pointed out to her. Physical cantrips, thank you. And who propositioned Twin Talon? to sleep in a hammock with her and how much fun that would be. You then went upstairs and Twin Talon was carefully trying to pick the lock to a door when Ooh bashed in a door and chaos has started. Blue Dr. Manhattan looking folks with chain mail loincloths and a lot of spiky chains popped out and Twin Talon and Brianna handily took care of one. And there are some Scarlet Triad members who have been beating some prisoners. Now, I ended this right before I went in a stunning turn of events. But before we start in on this episode, I would like us jump back and Brianna paced amongst the copse of trees. A small campfire burned at its center. Around it slept her friends. They had all gone to ground a few miles south of Cantargo, down the Yoblis River. The Scarlet Triad was looking for them in earnest in the city, and they needed to regroup. Brianna's fingers wrapped reflexively around the hilt of her sword as her thoughts turned toward the slavers. She heard a noise, spun on her heel, and began drawing the weapon from its sheath. It's just me, said the quiet voice of Twin Talon. The firelight traced his lithe frame. He stood against the illumination like a patch of darkness. Brianna chuckled. Aren't you normally quieter than that? Well, I, I wanted you to know where I was. She could practically hear his grin. You should be sleeping. Twin Talon shook his head. Can't. It's been a while since we had to make camp, right? She sighed. He was right. Not since the Mwangi Expanse. Trackless jungles, mosquitoes, pillars with dragon heads that shot horrible magics. I miss them too. She whispered. Pawn watcher, timid, missing friends who had left them out there in the warm, wet darkness of the jungle. She wondered where they might be. And then there was Silver. Poor Silver. She didn't know how he had been turned into that foul, undead creature they battle in the Cult of Cinder's Sanctum. They had put him to rest, but that did not ease Brianna's mind at all. All she could remember was the ringing in her ears and the fire. She felt her friend's hand upon her upper arm. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. I promise. The two of them heard a noise coming from Brianna's backpack, which sounded like the snores of their goblin companion, Knife Sword. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Twin Talon added with a small chuckle. What's he doing in there anyway? I have no idea. At this point, I'm afraid to ask, yes? She glanced to their other companions. Even the elven alchemist Soraya rested her sleeping head against the orc warrior's ooze chest, which rose and fell with her breathing. The boisterous woman was much quieter when she slept. She could probably give Twin Talon a significant challenge at stealth. We're not going to lose anyone else. Balled her hand into a fist. Twin Talon squeezed her arm and let his hand fall. No, 
We're gonna put a stop to the Scarlet Triad. If a bunch of filthy Chells think they can just come in and run a slave wing, well, they're in for a rude awakening. There was a bitter edge in his voice. It came upon him sometimes, and it was disquieting to hear it from her childhood friend. Yes, many slavers came from Cheliax, and they had plagued the surrounding regions, including their home of Corvosa, for ages. That had troubled Twin Talon since they first set off for Citadel Alteran not so long ago. Are you okay, my friend? He ran a hand over his smooth scalp. Yes, and no, I mean, I don't know. I just wish we had been better prepared back there. We let our guard down and got overwhelmed. Now we're just out here waiting. This time, it was she who put a hand on his shoulder. He tensed, and she pulled away. I'm sorry. He turned his eyes away. A branch crackled on the fire. I don't want them to hurt anyone else. We will put a stop to them. Soon. We're just recuperating after a bad fight. Then we can find out what allies we have brought and fight them. Right. Home. Our beautiful little Hell Knight Citadel. Its walls drenched with the blood of slaves and slavers. Lovely. Something more is bothering you, my friend. I wish you would tell me what it was. He shook his head. I was thinking about that tavern back in town. The one by the docks? I was reminded by some of the patrons there about the Order of the Torrent. Hell Knights. They turned against Chaliax and were declared criminals by the Thrones. Surely that's a good thing? Yeah, yeah it is. But I realized I'd written them off. I've spent so much time studying the Hell Knights, learning about them so I could fight them, and it took a few people deep in their cups to make me remember that some of them actually had the courage to stand against their comrades in the end. He was pacing now, his hands shaking at his sides. She was about to say something, but he continued. And I just thought, well, what if I was wrong about him? About whom? Alec, the Hell Knight back at the Citadel? He wasn't even a Hell Knight yet. Brianna remembered him. She remembered Twin Talon crouched over him as he convulsed on the dusty stone floor of the Citadel, his mouth frothing with blood. Putting her hands on Alec's chest and calling upon Satan Ray to heal his wounds after Temid could not help him. His last wet cough as he fell back and died. Twin Talon sighed in the present and it echoed in the past. She had pushed the cold look the two of them had exchanged to the back of her mind the steeled void behind his gaze there in the citadel. There were tears in his eyes now. I killed him, Breeze. I murdered him. I didn't even feel bad about it. She bit her lip, turned her eyes away, nodding. You did. His voice was low now. You knew. And you said nothing. I deserved it. Whatever it was you would have done. What the others would have done, if they'd known. Why didn't you say anything? A warm tear traced a path down her cheek. You are my friend. We have been through so much together, and I never thought I would see you again until we found ourselves dead in Breach Hell. I couldn't give that up, no matter what the right thing would have been. And would it have been any better? You've changed since then. I've seen it. She took his hand, and this time she held it tight when he pulled away. She stepped in to embrace him. He put his arms around her. I still feel that hate boiling inside of me. I still want to rip down every one of their damn citadels with my own hands. What if I make another terrible choice? Hate and fear are thrust into us like a blade. We can't help those feelings. But evil is a decision. The twin talon I know would not make such a choice again. I'm sorry. His fingers tangled together with hers. Me too. They stood there for a while, silent and clinging to each other. Brianna listened and heard their breathing fall into rhythm. She reached her hand up to brush Twin Talon's cheek and kissed his forehead. We can't change what happened. We can only hope that what we do going forward has worth, yes? In Serenri's eyes and in our own. Twin Talon glanced off in the direction of Gintargo. We should get some rest then. There's a lot of Scarlet Triad who want us dead that we'll have to deal with. She nodded. I think Sarea would be willing to finish out my watch. She crept over to where the health slept against Ooh and crouched down. The orc woman's eyes snapped open and her hand shot toward the haft of her axe for just a moment before a hint of recognition appeared. She smiled, put a finger to her lips, and carefully moved her sleeping companion away so that she could stand. Brianna, you look like you've just had the worst time. You need something? I was just going to ask Sarea if she would be willing to finish my watch. Ooh's eyes darted toward Twin Talon and she grinned. Oh, I get it. Y'all go have some fun. I'll make sure nobody comes and kills us, all right? The champion blushed. No, no, no it, it's, it's not that. We were just, I, I mean... A green finger pressed itself against her lips and Ooh shook her head. Shh, I can tell. 
fun. I don't need to know the real reason. He just let my little imagination wander and go do what y'all got to. Raina thanked her, took Twin Talon's hand, and the two of them found a large tree to sit against. She rested her head on her friend's shoulder, and he put his arm around hers. The light of the fire faded into a haze as a real sleep came to them for the first time in a long while. So, yeah. How do we feel about that scene? Well, it's in the future, Sean. <laughs> it's true. The future. I feel like the writer definitely knows my character and has a better voice for my character than I do and want to just take a minute to thank our wonderful patron, Cassandra, for writing this beautiful piece that we just couldn't help ourselves and had to add in. Yes, and is now going to be canon in the future. And I want to thank Cassandra for reminding us that there's role-playing in role-playing games. That there's like characters and they have emotions and it's not all just in-between initiative ticks. Easy for you to say. No, it wasn't. I stumbled over it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys liked the story and wanted to see what else she's written for us, because there are a couple... This one is a Firelight Confession, but there are definitely a couple others under the username Hyena Spots, H-Y-E-N-A-S-P-O-T-Z on Archive of Our Own. So thanks for the fanfiction, cast, And also on our Discord that you can join if you're a patron. If you're a patron. If you're a patron. Patreon. <laughs> do, 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 do. Give us money. Bow, 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 bow. Ugh, enough of this emotional, ooey gooey <laughs> role play stuff. Let's get back to combat, guys. Uh, Let's go see some blood. <laughs> yeah, who wants blood? Always. So it's my turn, and I'm ready to kill, especially after that sweet, sweet scene. I want Brianna crying. So time to kill Twin Talon. But I have so many levels planned. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't done anything with him yet. <laughs> so this Scarlet Triad member reaches to their back and pulls out a javelin and throws it at Twin Talon. Hang on. Hang on. Hold your roll. Mostly because my screen is blank and I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's as good a reason as any. <laughs> so I roll a natural 20. 20? What the okay. hell? To hit Twin Talon, which is a 35. Can we use hero points to make you re-roll? Is that a thing we can do or no? No, I'm not that cool. Okay, then yes. Well then, let's do some critical javelin damage. It's fine. I mean, your full liberation happened before. It isn't like you wasted any points of it. So whether you liberated from this attack or from the last attack, it's, you know, it's the same 13 points. So that's 30 points of damage from the javelin. Oh, my pizza. <laughs> that was their first and second action. And their third action is to move up next to you. Yeah, that's their turn. So for anyone who's GM'd, you know, when you get a character sheet, of an NPC and you look at it and you're just like, oh God, this is going to be really rough because they have so much stuff to do. I'm assuming they're a spellcaster by that description. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, joy. Yeah. Well, that's what this character is going to do now. Uh, and they have so many special abilities that I have to like look up and make sure I'm doing correctly. That's what prep time's for, buddy. Yeah. I looked them all up. I have it all. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to cast a spell. Is it gravity well? I'm pretty sure that's the only spell. Is that? Nope. It is three actions and I have started casting and it ends at the start of my next turn. I'm sorry, Sean. Can you tell us which one is the one that is casting? I can, but the only person who can see it is Twin Talon. <laughs> okay, how about for the audience? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be specific like that. Because <laughs> they're cool and have omniscient powers that we do not. <laughs> That's true. Twin Talon, you see a tall Kalashite man with a full beard reading out of a book and starting to cast something. As red light lances from his fingertips over the pages, his eyes glow red and you see a red energy cover his body. Tintana will point at him and yell, Beardy Reader! 
<laughs> and that's the end of his turn. So did he cast Summon Fiend or did he cast Haste? What happened? Uh, well, he's casting and he hasn't moved, but he has an ability that when he casts a specific spell, something else happens. Oh, Jesus. The reason I ask is because Summon Fiend showed up in the chat and a little like fast boot looking icon appeared over his head. So, all right. Yep, that's correct. One hundo P, as the kids say. Did he? Fellow. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So now it is another creep. I have so many monsters. I need you guys to get onto the killing so that it is faster. Yeah, if we could have turns, that'd be great. But you just had four monsters go in a row. Five. Yeah. Brianna. Oh, cool. Directly in front of you, one of these blue skinned creatures steps up. And before they moved, they drew out their chain. Chain, 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 chain of pain. If I were ooh, I'd tell them to buy me dinner first. Well, they're going to lash out at you with this chain. Say if I were ooh, I would say, don't threaten me with a good time. I feel like if you were ooh, you'd say save some of that for me. <laughs> does a 29 hit you? I do not believe it does. Let me quadruple check. No, it does not. Especially because you have that shield raised. Mm -hmm. It misses. So the <laughs> chain clangs off of your shield. Sup, bitch? All right. Soraya. <laughs> Sorry. Soraya, it is your turn. Well, I heard the whistle and I saw Tesani go flying. So I'm going to investigate what the hell is happening over there. So 5, 10, 15, 20, uh, and 35. 30 would get me right behind Ooh because I can't really see otherwise. Okay. And that lets me see at least the one Dr. Manhattan guy. And because I had so much fun poisoning all of my slugs, I'm gonna whip out my sling and, and try to hit this guy. All right, so one to move, one to draw the sling, one to attack. Let me see. I think I probably do. So I guess that's kind of like a waste of a turn to run over and do that, but. I also don't want to, I can't see anything else, so I don't really want to throw anything into the fray. Yeah, reload is one, so it's one action. Yeah, unless you would allow that my my ability that lets me pull out and throw a bomb in one action also applies to loading my sling. Unfortunately, it does not. All right. All right, so that's my turn. Okay, not terrible. Eh, pretty terrible. No, things happen, and it takes some time to do things. Ooh! Wow! <laughs> So I have a question for you. Do we know how to use the addle brain that we had found downstairs? Yes. We do. You specifically asked about it because you found some on the floor below it. Right. I remember really sucking at that roll to figure out what it was. So somebody else did. Maybe they told us. So my question now is, who is hanging on to it? It was put into the bag. And I believe that... Soraya has some. Because I wonder if it might be some strategy to just somehow get this to Twin Talon so he can throw the Addle Brain in the room and then leave the room and just let whatever happens happens in that room, right? And then we'll go back in later and just like pick up the pieces and just like kind of stab the, you know, bodies that are there. You have to light it on fire to make it work. Oh, yeah. Lit with flame or toss into fire or a pot of loosens of fire toxin. Oh, okay. Just wondered if it'd be a thing. Okay. I appreciate it. It's a good question. Yeah. Unfortunately, it also doesn't really do damage. It just gives enfeebled and stupefied. Yeah, but if they're enfeebled and stupefied, then they can't do too much and they can get them when they're down. This is true. That is also harder to cast. <laughs> Might be worth thinking about. So if you want to stick that in the noodle and then chuck it against the uh, caster that's in there. Not that we know. I did yell Beardy Reader. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Just kidding. We all know what Beardy Reader means. <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, I can also <laughs> throw around some some yellow musk poison. So you are compelled to focus your attention on something, distracting you from whatever else is going on. You take a minus two penalty to perception and skill checks, and you can't use actions with the concentrate trait. The hallway is kind of throttled right now, so I don't think I'd be of use going in there. If I ended up taking out a javelin, I'd probably throw it into Brianna first because she's in the way. Not that you're in the way, but you're in the way. 
I'm kind of at a loss for what to do because I don't know that the door to the southwest connects to that room. We, we don't know. So there is a an action called tumble through. So Brianna, you can move through at no cost. I mean, un- unless she decides that she's going to try to stop you, in which case you could tumble through her. But then you could tumble through the the blue skinned chain dude and into the room behind him. Tumbles through is in action for everyone. Yes. Okay, I, I, I'm just, I'm not familiar with the rules, so I just don't know. Yeah, it's either acrobatics, probably acrobatics. I don't think it's athletics. This is a general acrobatic skill. You stride up to your speed. During this movement, you can try to move through the space of one or more enemies. Attempt an acrobatics check against the enemy's reflex DC as soon as you try and enter the space. Success, you move through the enemy's space, treating the square as if it were difficult terrain. If you don't have enough movement to go through the square, it still counts as a failure. Okay. And if you fail, then you just kind of bounce back. So not to tell you how to play your character, I'm just trying to illuminate some options. Yeah, I know it's tough when you're a melee character and there's like a hallway full of people and you're trying to get to the other end of it. So yeah, so tumble through is something that you can do to enemies to try to get past them to get on their other side. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think I will do that then. Are you trying to tumble through into the West Room or the East Room? The West Room. Okay, so let's do this. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check, which is not terrible for you, actually. Bad roll, though. 25 versus their reflex DC will make it. Yes, hell yeah. So you tumble directly behind them. Whoop, I just moved you. And so now you can do what you must because we can. So this is my second action. I'm moving into the room. I have my... Actually, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, so it's 30 to get there. Yeah, and your speed is 25 as well? Yes. Okay, so yes, it is a second action to move forward. And the tumbling feature is not an extra action. Tumble through is one action, but you move up to your speed. Okay. The only difference is that the squares that enemies are in count as 10 feet instead of five. But even with that, 25 gets you through the door behind him. Gotcha. Section action, walk up. Third action to strike. Strike out, Louise. Who are you punching? Uh, The gentleman to the west of me. The wizard guy or a different guy? The blue gentleman to the left. Okay. Got it, got it. 26. Will hit. Nice. For 16 damage. That'll do. That'll do. That'll hit. That'll play. That'll play. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> All right. You tumbled through, you moved again, and you punched. Well. Battle axed. Now the creature in front of you, who you just hit, it's their turn. And they are going to hit you with, well, they're going to draw their chain, which I believe, does that provoke? No, we discussed that in a previous episode. That's right. It does not. So they're going to draw their chain and then they're going to swing at Ooh. Does a 36 hit you? It does. Great. That'll hit for 21 points of damage. And then oh no, you also get 1d6 persistent bleed as these chains just cut into you. Okay. Which happens on her turn. Yeah. Uh, yes. I gave her the persistent bleed effect. And then, oh, is that? This is a passive effect. Did not critically hit. That's okay. So their chain has the ability on there called disarm. Means I spend an action and it happens, right? No. No. So normally to disarm, to do the disarm action, you have to have a free hand. If you have a weapon with the disarm trait, you can do it with that weapon instead. All right, well, I'm going to try and disarm ooh get rid of that nasty nasty axe that you have so i make an athletics check against your reflex dc so ooh what is your reflex plus 10 is it 30 your reflex save plus 10 Dad, Daddy DM, where I, where do I find this? <laughs> On your character sheet? It says plus 20, so it's 30, right? Yep, it's 30. Perfect. Okay, I did it right. <laughs> All right, so the chain wraps around your axe and you just kind of brush it off because they only rolled a 21. Good. <sighs> All right, knife sword, it is back to you. All right, I'm just going to shake the dust off. Is it by that you mean the chalk dust, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Can I do a uh, perception roll to see if I hear anything going on? Oh, you hear things. You don't even have to roll for that. You you heard a whistle and you hear the clanging of chains against shields and weapons. I also went running past you. Yeah, Soraya ran right by you. I'm very um, focused. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to the surroundings. Um, anyway, so, OK, I'm going to try the lock again. <laughs> Okay, give me a thievery check. It's obviously nothing that involves me. <laughs> nice sword logic. I can't wait till he's in trouble. <laughs> and sword logic is always infallible. A 23 will fail. Hmm. All right, it's obviously these lockpicks. I'm going to go find, see if I can figure out where the lockpicks went, if there's better lockpicks. So I think everybody went this way. No, that's a wall. That's a window, and you can jump out of it if you want. <laughs> So Knife Sword runs to the wall and then starts to uh, maneuver around. I'm just imagining the scene, like the opening scene of like Guardians 2, where Groot is like dancing music and everybody else is like in the middle of this heated combat. Yes, Knife Sword is baby Groot. Yes. I can see that. Oh, hey, okay, so I come around the corner. I see Soraya. Soraya, I think these picks are broken. Do you got different ones? There's more important things happening at the moment. What? I gesture to the blue demon dude in the middle of the hallway. I don't think I can see him yet. <laughs> Our friends are in trouble. Oh, oh, okay. So I picked the lock, I moved, and I talked. That talking's not an action, right? So I can still move? That was short enough to be no actions. Okay. So you can continue moving if you'd like. So I'm going to move over here so I can see what's going on. Oh, okay. I ran out of actions. <laughs> <laughs> Twin talent, it is your turn. All right, so Taysani's going to go first. She is going to call the blue-skinned devil guy a bitch in Portuguese, I guess, since she's Brazilian, and <laughs> then she's going to try to peck him. All right. Uh, and she is flanking with Brianna, by the way. That is a 30 to hit. Hell yeah. So that will hit. Okay. Then she does seven piercing damage with her beak. Seven piercing. And then Twin Talon's going to go. He is going to attack the dwarf who he is flanking with Brianna. That is a 39 to hit its flat-footed AC. Oh, boy. That is a critical hit. Okay. Card 22. Infection. The target must succeed at a fortitude save or contract filth fever. All right. And what is your class DC? 30. 34. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to do double damage to them and also make them flat-footed for everyone. Okay. And also put the debilitating strike on them so that they take more damage from my attacks later. So that is 62 damage on the crit. So in fact, he does have to let it linger. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 62 damage. Ooh, that dwarf looks sallow. I will strike again. That is a 26 versus flat-footed AC. That's a hit. Okay. So that's an additional 33 damage piercing. And as much as I would like to just use my third action to miss with an attack, I am going to use my third action to determine what kind of creatures these blue skinned weirdos are. Oh, I liked you not knowing what they were. I mean, Matt knows what they were, I think, but Fentalon doesn't know as far as I know. I don't think we've encountered them previously. Please make a religion check. Oh, righty, right. Rolling high works. I got a 31. Okay. These are Velstrek evangelists. Evangelists, the Velstrek's unofficial ambassadors, roam the furthest reaches of the plains to spread the word of their kind's abhorrent belief in perfection through pain. They are, therefore, the most frequently encountered Velstreks on the material planes leading covens of hedonistic mortal flesh sculptors or serving as wardens of horrific dungeons. In regions ruled by infernal powers, evangelists may serve as lieutenants or advisors, whispering secret paths to power in exchange for the mortal soul or choice mortal flesh. Evangelists are the same size as humans, although with heavy chains that always drape their forms, they often weigh 350 pounds or more. You may ask me, what did you roll? 31. You may ask me two questions. All right. Give me them, uh, them uh, resistances slash weaknesses. Oh, sorry. I forgot to tell you this. They are uncommon, lawful, evil, medium, fiend, Velstrex. They are immune to cold and weak to good five and silver five. Okay. Do they have any special abilities? 
or special attacks, I should say, I guess. Oh boy, special attacks or special abilities? Uh, let's go special abilities. Okay, special abilities. Regeneration 10, which is deactivated by either good or silver. And unnerving gaze. This is an aura. Within 30 feet, when a creature ends its turn in the aura, it sees the face of a departed loved one in place of the evangelist's face. The creature must succeed at a DC 21 will save or become frightened two or three on a critical failure. And they do have an attack of opportunity. Okay. So Twin Talon will shout out, The Blueskin things are Valstrex. They're immune to cold. Don't use cold. Good and silver. That's what takes them down. And they can regenerate, so we need to take them out quickly. Okay. Noted. If they look like your mother, just stab away anyway. I do that anyway. I know, that wouldn't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place is blue now. Yep. And that's their 30-foot aura of... Stank. Fear. Of stank? Is that what you said? Uh oh Stank aura. Okay. <laughs> that's what I said. All right. So since you finished your turn in their aura, Matt... I need you to make a will save. Okay. And this isn't something that they have to put on. It's all the time always. Aura, divine, enchantment, mental, visual, 30 feet when a creature ends its turn in the aura. Right. But it's not like an action that they have to do to get it. It's just they just have it all the time. They don't have to like pop the aura. No. Right? It's always on. Okay. Well, I hope that their wizard friend is making saves all the time. They got a 22, which is better than 20. Yep. So you pass. So you're good for this round. Okay. Yeah, if you don't become immune to it every time that, like, you save, like, a lot of things like this, then being in a room with three of them would just mean that occasionally you're just terrified for no reason. Because, like, like eventually you're going to roll a negative, like, a, a natural one. Yes, unless there's something that they have that ignores it. Yeah, yeah, but I just think that would be funny if this guy just, like, every once in a while was like, ah! and just for no <laughs> reason, just... <laughs> <laughs> then I'd like sitting himself, shake it off. Like, okay, okay, you're fine. Okay, it's okay. You know what it is. You know what it is. You're <laughs> right. Take a breath. <laughs> Brianna, it is your turn. Hello. Yes. <laughs> and you get all your reactions back. Oh, look at that. Pick up those reactions. You dropped them. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Let me let me just have this meet cute moment with this uh, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan guy in front of me where I drop my reactions and he helps me pick them up and we touch hands and I stab him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how it works, right? I, I thought the Absalom version was the bend and stab. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> that is the correct version. But with the information that Quintalan had uh, imparted, she, she kind of smiles and says, Oh, well, if good damage is what harms you, then you will really not like my blade, because I will smite thee with Sarandre's light. And she will she will do this, just that and, and smack a bitch. How's a 35? That's a critical... Yeah. Oh, is it? Do we just get critical? Bah, 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 bah. Lip cut. The target must succeed at a DC5 flat check to cast spells with a verbal component until healed. Crash? Well, don't worry about that. Just do your double damage. Crash? Doesn't cast spells. <laughs> that would have been good for the beardy reader friend. Damn it, you bearded Kindle. 44. All right. Still there. I have a question. On a critical hit, is the weakness doubled as well? I believe so. So that would be additional. If it was week 10, it would be additional 20. Or week 5, additional 10. Yep. Week 5, so that's an additional 10. And you deactivate its regeneration. Excellent. So you also take an additional 6 good damage. I don't know if that is doubled in a crit from the smite. Did you smite them? I did. Okay, so that, that's an action to smite and then an action to attack? Correct. Okay. So an additional how much? Six? Six. An additional six, but then that also hits the weakness again. It's still there, but not happy at all. Well, good. We don't, we don't want him to be. Man, I'm so tempted to do it again. Fuck it. And she'll strike again. All right. For 30 points of damage, or yeah, for a 30. Not for That'll damage. hit. <laughs> Hell yeah. For 16 points of damage. And the smite is on it until it decides whether or not it continues to get smoked. I think so. Basically, if it attacks anybody else but me, then the smiting continues. So give it an, an additional six damage. I can't. Why? It's dead. Yay. Good. Does it also poof into a poof of blue flame or whatever? Yep. However, you are still in the aura. Aura? Aura? Potato, potato. No, they don't go through doors, do they? No. 
Never mind. You're good. Why would they not go through doors? Right, you need sight though, right? You need to be able to see the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't go through doors. All right, so you're good. No need to not be scared. It doesn't go around corners, but it does go through doors. Sorry, it doesn't go through walls. Let me rephrase that. There we go. That's where my brain was at, a wall. Yeah. All right. Twin Talon. Twin Talon. This very unhappy looking Scarlet Triad member is going to try and flail you. Does a 30 hit you? Barely. Can I liberate? No, because I don't have line of sight. So the way the corners work, it should be corner, basically any corner of your square to any corner of my square. So yeah, you could liberate me. Yeah, you just barely get him. You get his shoulder. I see his shoulder now that you're pointing it out. Then if I may liberate him, I very much would love to. All right. So you're going to take three damage. Oh, my pepperoni. He sliced off your nipple? No, I'm a pizza. Oh, oh, Get your mind out of the gutter, Sean. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm then going to move. Double step. Okay. Yep. I'm back in the hallway. So I skip past him. Yep. You're a little jaundicey, but you're in the hallway. Hey, thanks. He's then going to try and trip you as you go by. Please give me a re... Uh, what is your reflex DC? I'm sorry. My reflex DC is 33. Oh my God. Okay. Let me try and make an athletics check here. And it is an attack action, so it's at minus five. All right, minus five. I rolled a three. That's a 15. That is a super duper critical failure. So what happens if I critically fail a trip attack? You lose your balance and fall and land prone. So the dwarf tries to kick my foot out from under me. (laughs) Completely whiffs and does that thing like that Home Alone pratfall thing where his feet go up in the air and he lands on his back. Yes. <laughs> He's going to crawl five feet away in embarrassment. Okay. It's his buddy's turn who is going to move up and attempt to flail Twin Talon again. Does a 22 hit you? It does not. All right. And flail attack number two. That's a good roll. Does a 30 hit you? It does. My C is a 29. All right. And you're going to take 13 points of damage. I'll throw out my shield and break it and then be ready to swap it out. So seven points would go to me and seven points would go to the shield. Okay. So you're, uh, has a hardness of six. So leaves your shield at eight, which is now broken. And Twin Talon is only going to take seven. Good job to you. It's my jab. All right. Finally. So the Beardy Berry's turn. He finishes his summoning and another blue skinned buddy shows up and they're going to show up right there between Ooh and Twin Talon. But also that puts Ooh between two of the blue skinned guys. Then for two actions, the... Bearded Buddy is going to cast a spell called Mirror Image. There's now four of them. So in the other Pathfinder game we play with my dad, this is like his go-to. So this is just karma at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And then they are going to cast for one action, Shield. Are you just playing Finn? Like, is that- <laughs> well, the more he does that, the more the guy he summoned just stands there because he needs to take actions for that guy to do anything. Oh, I know. This is just like, exactly like my dad's MO. It's kind of hilarious. And then he spends one action. He has four actions? Oh, he has the haste. Yeah. Haste can only be used to stride or strike. Unless the way he got his ability. So let's let's pull. Let, let me pull back the curtain a little bit. So he has a a passive ability called Fiend Summoner. Mm -hmm. When he casts Summon Fiend, which he did, he gains the quickened effect and can only use it to sustain the spell. So that's so he's going to sustain the spell. So that's that's all he can do with it. But that doesn't give the summon creature actions. So that's fine. Yes, it does. Oh, it does. Yes. Okay. so the sustained gives the summoned buddy all three actions or two actions, two actions. It's two actions. Great. So, ooh, since you are flanked, you are now flat footed. 
Why is she not flat-footed? The same reason I'm not flat-footed. Oh, she has that stupid boo. Barbarians and rogues, ruining your life since 1981 or whatever. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, I am going to attack Twin Talon for pointing that out. That's fine. With the chain. Can I roll the three? Does a 20 hit you? No, I'm disappointed that it's not a critical miss either. And then, Matt, give me another will save. Okay, 36. All right. This creature gazes, focuses its gaze at you, and you feel nothing. Absolutely nothing. Dude, I'm not into you. (laughs) Soraya, it is your turn. Well, at least I have my poisoned sling now, but I can see no enemies. So I'm going to one, two, three. Oh, shh. You cannot end your turn in an ally square, but you can attempt to tumble through. I'm aware that's what I'm trying to math out, tumbling through. Okay, okay. So that's 20 feet. I can move 35, so I can definitely get, like, here with 35 feet of movement, right? Right, because the Valstrax space will be 10 feet. Ugh, my acrobatics is a four. Oof. But I can't do shit otherwise, because I don't even think the space behind Tasani is a space. I'm just going to attempt the roll. All right. Yeah, what's the worst that happens? You get stuck behind Brianna. Yeah, I know. I mean, is that so bad? A 22? Does that beat its its reflex DC? It will not. Okay, so I get a bump up behind Brianna. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I can still see this dude right here. I'm assuming that's, that's one of the blue dudes, right? Yep. That's going to get cover for sure. Well, the fun thing about some of my stuff is I only have to aim for a square. Oh, let's see. What do I want to throw at you? Well, you know what? Let's try the the sling, because I have it. One other thing about tumble through. If you fail, you do trigger attack of opportunities that you will be triggered by moving. Yeah. Ooh. Well, if I fail 10 feet back. (laughs) It pushes you back. That's why. Okay. So I'm going to take an attack of opportunity. Well, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. I will. And then I'm going to swing back at him. Does a 31 hit you? It will. So you're going to take 21 points of damage. What kind of damage exactly? Is it just like the piercing or slashing? It is piercing. Okay, cool. But then you're also going to take 1d6 persistent bleed. Okay. Jeez. And then you rolled a... 33? Even with their plus four from cover, that'll hit. Okay. So they get the damage from the sling, which is four damage. And then there is my... So they have to make a fort save. I want to check one thing real quick, because when I use alchemical things, it's my class DC is the save. But I'm not sure since I didn't make this one if that still applies. I think if it has the alchemical trait, it works. Okay, works for me. So it has to beat a 29 or take the poison effect. 29, exactly. I forget, does it go to defense or attack? Tags go to the defender. Fuck you. So you tumbled, you slung, you have one more action. You can reload. Yeah, or I could throw one of the bombs because I have a couple now. I'm going to try one of the the greater bottled lightnings. Okay, why not? Uh, Does a 33 hit? Yes, it does. Okay, the bottled lightning, greater bottled lightning does 3d6 electricity and three electric splash. So if there's any enemies nearby, ugh, only five damage. It was a two, a two, and a one on the dice. Boo. Yeah. So five electric, and if there's any enemies nearby, it splashes onto the enemies. Is ooh an enemy? No. Then no, there are no enemies nearby. Well, it still takes the splash, though. <laughs> How much splash? Three, because it is a greater bomb. Okay. Soraya, you're going to take six bleed, and you roll 16 to save. I have to roll a 16 to save? No, you save. Oh, you rolled it for me? So the automation on Persistent Bleed automatically rolls for you. Oh, cool. So I don't, I'm not bleeding anymore. Cool. Nope. You're no longer bleeding. But you took six damage from the one bleed. Yes. It is now Ooh's turn. Yes. Um, I, Ooh, getting so wet from being in the midst of all these fancy and exciting baddies, takes a swing for the one on, ah, uh, ah. Uh, do I go for the the sorcerer caster person? Do I go for the two bluey people next to me? Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go for the one to the right of me. I'll swing to the one to the right, because if I can get more people in the room, 
I think it'll be helpful. So I will swing to the one to the right. All right. 27. Will hit. Nice. Yeah. For 18 damage. 18 damage. And I would like to reactive murder him now. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. Go ahead. That's a 37 to hit. That's a critical. Organ scramble. Triple damage. Also, they're fatigued. (laughs) Jesus. Well, let's see if they survive. So that's 93 damage. Uh, well, would you like to describe your Denny's organ scramble? That's a visual. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Ooh swings her axe at the Velstrak, catches it across the chest, it kind of stumbles back, and Twin Talon uses its lack of balance to take advantage of the situation, just jams his short sword through its abdomen from behind, twists the blade, and pulls it free. Okay. Ooh, it is uh, your second action. We are quite the pair. I'm very excited for later levels when I can do that multiple times a turn. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, boy. boy. Okay. I got to kill you. (laughs) I feel like he's one of those hydras. He's just going to grow more heads if you kill him. So, your choice. I will swing to the baddie to the left of me. Okay. 21. That will miss. I'm okay with that. I'm going to try again. And I think I still have a hero point because new game. Who dis? Yes. (laughs) New session. Who dis? Um, It's still 21. It's not. It's not. You took the third attack. If you're using a hero point, right? You used the hero point. Am I I wrong? No, I used the hero point on the third attack, which was really dumb because I really should use it on the second one. (laughs) Well, no. The one you used... I'm sorry. I'm confused. I thought you rolled the... 21 that missed and you wanted to use a hero point on that one is that what happened or did you just attack again i attacked again and i said i would use the hero point on the third attack okay my bad i'm sorry no worries well we'll re-roll that and see what you get which is a 23 which is still a miss that is my second turn or my third turn on your third one all right i've done all i could all right well now you're gonna take some bleed damage which is only five but you get a Two. All right, the Velstrax next to Ooh is going to swing its chain at her, and it rolls a 15 for a 32, which will hit, and she'll take 19 points of damage. I could add the bleed again, but it doesn't matter because it's still her. Actually, Ooh, you ended your turn. I need you to make a will save, please. Is this a fear effect, by the way? Don't we all have Uzara too? We do. Well, I mean, those of us that are close to her, yes. 28? Yes, you do. Doesn't affect you. That's fine. So then it's going to swing its chain at you a second time. Miss, because it's a punk-ass bitch. I rolled a three for a 15. That's a critical miss. <laughs> and that is a... You are flat-footed until the end of your next turn. Well, this creature is really angry at Ooh, so it's going to swing a third time for a 17 on the die, which is a 24, which is a regular miss. All right. New round. This is the top of round four. Knife sword. Yeah. It's your turn. Hmm. All I can see from back here is just my party crowded into a hallway. Well, all right, let's just move up here. Let's see, how much can I move? I think it's 25, yeah. Okay, so that was 10? And I can't end on the same square as somebody else, so I can't go any farther. You could move a second time. Oh, yeah. No, he's correct. He moved 10 to get there. 15 more is 25. All right, so 10, 25. No, 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 your allies don't aren't difficult terrain. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, ignore me. Oh! That's what you guys are talking about. No, no. No knife sword. All right. Gonna attack these guys with evil cold magic. He probably doesn't, to be fair. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Remember when we said no? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. (laughs) Right in the tentacles. Utter mischief. I adore it. Oh, Jesus. Where would you like to place your 20 foot burst. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. That gets everyone but Ooh and Mrs. Ooh. You jerk face. Perfect. <laughs> uh, 
Would you like to tell the class what you did? Well, I decided to cast black tentacles, and I, you know, kind of liking other green people, uh, I decided to cast it away from Ooh. But I got the six-pack in there. You're going to be so surprised when Ooh moves into the tentacles. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay, I need you to make a spell attack roll. It is an attack roll, but it uses your spell modifier. So it's plus 20 for you versus the fortitude DC of each creature. Fortitude DC. Oh, my God. You're kidding. (laughs) 33. That will grab both of them. Yeah. Also, speaking of fun, (laughs) since the tentacles made an attack roll against all creatures in the area, does that mean the mirror images pop? I believe so. Oh, it does. Because it hits all of them. It hits all of them and they all take 3d6 damage, which means they all go away. All right, Knife Sword, can you roll 3d6 damage? There you go, 11. So they each take 11 points of damage. Yeah. Have fun with that room. I'll be over here. Why do you sound so sad? And you get rid of all of my mirror images. That's what I'm most upset about. (laughs) Okay, that's it. All right. Next up is... The spell? How long does that last? One minute. It is now Twin Talon's turn, but I'm very frustrated with everything that's gone on. (laughs) I thought I had this thing, like at least it was going to cause some sort of damage. That's fair. And I'm at protest. So we'll pick this up next week. I need to regroup. I need to figure out how to kill you all. I bet I'm going to strike someone. Have fun. Good luck. (laughs) Stab, stab, stab. So when we come back next week, it'll be your turn, Twin Talon. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visis us at patreon.com/slash crackeddiepodcast.